Yins guys, thank you for listening to the Bridge to Bucktober podcast where we talk all about them Pittsburgh Pirates and that. Today is July 24th. It was a bust. The whole thing was a bust. It wasn't worth it. The trade deadline is approaching. Dan Vogelback and Michael Perez, Perez, Perez traded to the Mets. All-star break, series versus the Marlins, and more. Let's go Bucks. My name is Josh, and I'm joined as always by my brother Jake. What's up, Jake? How are we doing, man? Doing all right. It's uh it's a weird one. About three games, lost the series in a really poopy way. But it's fair. It is what it is. Yeah. Um, all-star break and all the things that come along with the all-star break. Draft, you know, we had that whole deal uh, that we talked about last week and mm-hmm. and then kind of came up to uh, Hall of Fame stuff this week, which I did not watch any of. Same. Uh, you know, I always like have the intention to watch it, and then I never watch it. Yeah, I just <clears throat> I don't know. It's usually on a time of day where I'm just not watching was, TV. Yeah, it was like or kind of boring i'm not gonna lie yeah i mean i love the hall of fame i've been there multiple times and i have a great time every time i'm there i love going through it i love looking at it. it's so interesting when i'm there I'm not gonna watch their speeches ken griffey jr is my favorite player ever i didn't watch i went back and watched the video of his speech when he was put in so i mean yeah. i just feel like i don't make it a priority and i'm with you like i think it's really cool and, you know, and I'm not going to get into, you know, a lot of people have a lot of, you know, you start getting, oh, it's not real, though, because Shoeless Joe's not in it and Pete Rose isn't in it. And, you know, they're putting this guy in and not this guy. And I'm, yeah, whatever. Like, I just yeah. think that it's still really cool. It still kind of tells the story or most of it, I guess. I don't really know. I'm like, I don't want to get into that. Yeah. I have no problem with David Ortiz being in there. We've already talked about that on no, here. Yeah. 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 And for the record, I don't care if Barry Bonds gets in. Like, that's fine with me. But I don't think that the two should be linked. But we're not getting into it. I think we already got into it. That's the thing. I think we already talked about yeah. this in yeah. like January or December or whatever. So, anyway, Dan Vogelback, he's gone. Peace out. I told Jake right before we recorded this, I was like, we got this, we got this, we got this. And usually we like structure this whole thing out. I said, let's wing it. It's yeah. really late. We want to get this thing going. So I just jumped right into that. And I wasn't even, I was, that's what I said, but I wasn't thinking it. <laughs> Should we be talking? We're not talking about that right now. We'll get into that. But he was traded and Michael Perez and Greg Allen's here and all of those things. So there's your moves for the week. Literally, that's it. You know, looks like everybody took a break. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just breaks real. all over the place. Um, Yeah. So before we get into all that stuff, though, I guess if we go chronologically, we go all the way back to the All-Star break, the Home Run Derby. We had some picks last week. We tremendously did bad. <laughs> did we get any of them right? Um. Like when we, you know what I mean? Because I think we both yeah. were kind of all over the place. But what did we get right? I mean, I know that I picked J-Rod to beat Seager. Yeah. 
And did we go with that? Like as the like on oh, our I thing? Remember. I definitely had Seeger moving on, like when I did my own. Yeah. Do you have the bracket pulled up? No, I don't. Dang it. What are we doing? How did we not get that ready? I said I mean I I didn't think that he would make it into the second round, but I enjoyed watching Pool Halls and I think he did put on a show, even if it was a show that said I'm old. Yeah, that was definitely what I uh, still so enjoyed it. All right. Because well, we, we, we do Jose. know we do know that we were getting into this. Is this actually what we picked? No. Mm-mm. No. Well, we did get the we got this one right. We got the this is what we got. The check marks, right? That's what we got. Did we we picked Soto to win it? Mm-hmm. So we did get it right. Is this our bracket? I think That's it what is. It looks like yeah, because we, we got, got this one wrong because we thought Schwarber would move on, mm-hmm. and then we had Jose. We had Schwarber. Yeah, we had Schwarber here. No, it says we had Seeger here. So if we had Schwarber here, and Seeger, right? We had we had Alonzo. We just got it wrong. Why does it have a green check mark? I don't know why it has a green check. The only one we got right was Alonzo. That's the only one. Yeah, because we had. Yeah, it says it there. We had Seeger move on right here, and it was J Rod. Because Mm -hmm. remember, you had you said you were going J Rod. Mm -hmm. But then up here, we we went with your Jose. I don't remember what we did. But I, I don't know. I think no, we had Jose Ramirez moving on. Oh, because we said that Soto might get line drive happy. Yeah. And it turns out that was Schwarber that got line drive happy. Still had more. Well, he didn't have more. He didn't have 19 home runs, right? He no. kind of he had, had 19 home runs. He had 12. Him and Pools had 12 home runs. Neither one of them should have moved on. I tell you what, though. If Pujols would have hit his first round the way he hit his extra yeah. time, he would have deserved it anyway. Yeah. Dude, all I'm saying is, dude went off. All I'm saying is, well, that's not all I'm saying. I think we have a couple of gripes about this. (laughs) We were talking ahead of time. They need to pick the four best. It moving on to the next round should have been Alonzo, Acuna, Seager, and Jay. Well, that's not fair either because Juan Soto stopped early, didn't he? Mm. Did Jose Ramirez hit second? I don't. I don't don't think no. Soto Soto would have. I don't think Soto hit his bonus time, but I think he finished his four minutes. I got you. Either way, so let's say Soto maybe instead of Acuna. Outside of that, and I think he and I think Soto actually hit nineteen. They just didn't count that because it didn't matter. I think he hit one, and they threw another pitch, and he hit another one, but it didn't matter. The eighteenth one moved him on. Oh, this is so ridiculous! Something like that. So ridiculous! Yeah, it's stupid. They need to they need to take the top four. Everyone needs to hit their whole time. I don't even agree with the time thing, but let's say you keep the time thing because some people really like it. I liked it when it first came in, but how in the world did they not hit one on the roof? Because yeah, they all they're... were going after trying to hit as many as they could, mm-hmm. take as many swings as they could, and nobody was trying to absolutely crush a ball. Right. Yeah, I want to see once, them. Especially once you got your two 440s. All I'm sitting here saying is, who's going to hit a ball 500 feet? They're not even getting close. What mm. was the furthest one hit? Did we even have that on here? How do they not tell us that? That's the most important thing about the Home Run Derby, and it's not on here. 
Because they're making this out to be something that I think it shouldn't be. Yeah. I think the pool holes thing to me was a show, but I get it. And you liked the show, so that's fair. You're not disagreeing mm-hmm. with me. You just liked the show, and I was kind of like, eh. Yeah, I'm, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed, you know, when he took a step out of the batter's box, everybody got around like it was cool. There was a lot of respect going around the stadium, and it was cool. Yeah, I'll give you that. Uh, yeah, the thing that bugs me is, is you know, Schwarber just got awful pitches. He did. That reminds me of Josh Bell in Cleveland when, you know, when he was with Pittsburgh and he was there. I mean, all the pitches were just terrible. And he couldn't I'll hit be, anything. I'll out. be honest, though. Uh, Soto wasn't getting great pitches either. No. And he was figuring it out somehow. Well, because he's impressed. a freak. Schwarber's trying to yank the ball and hit it on the roof, and he got everything outside and high. Yeah. That's just, you know. Corey Seager should have moved on, though. That was the one that bugs me the most. 24 home runs tops everyone except for the guy he was, quote-unquote, against. Yeah. I'm sorry. Let's. How about we just move on the guys that are doing the best? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. You had 31 home runs and 23 with the Alonzo and Rodriguez one. And the other side, Soto and Pujols hit 15 and 16. So even in that case, move them on. Yeah. Let's watch that again. Like, I, I just, you only should have a this guy versus this guy when you're down to two. Yep. I, think the, I think the derby becomes more enjoyable if you go back to that. We fix it for them? Is that it? We got it? I, I wish, but no, they won't listen to us. Well, they did. They are. They're going to do it next year, I think. Away. Oh, I did. You want it back up? Yeah, real quick. All right. For those of you listening, uh, we so did have J-Rod, the bracket. J-Rod on. hit 81 home runs. Yeah. Uh, I know where you're going. 53 for Soto. 81 to 53. Yeah. 53 home runs won it. Yeah. Uh, You know, the first one that Alonzo won up in Cleveland was nobody even remembers the fact that he was there and he won it. Who do you remember? You remember Vladimir Guerrero Jr. hitting all those home runs with Jock Peterson. Yeah. We talked about this last week. You don't even remember Alonzo being there because the the, the highlight of the night was those two guys going at it. Mm -hmm. I could have went home after that and been like, I just saw the best home run derby I've ever seen. It wasn't even over. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I I would even I and I know we've talked about this beforehand too, but I would even be okay if you took the top four from the national, top four from the American, moved two on, and then I had to head American versus national. I would be okay with that. But I I'm with you. I think I think it should be eight guys, one you know, every man for himself. Top four go on, top two. Then you get to see everybody's full round. Mm-hmm. Not this, oh, stop. I mean, eventually, though, you do get to the end where you're like, well, all I need is this to move on. And so if you're, you know what I mean? But you could choose to keep hitting. Yeah. Of course, nobody well, would. Well, they used to, they did that for a minute where they would count your, you, you, you hit the first round and you took that total to the second round. Yeah. I like that. And, you and then after the second it. round, then after the second round, you say, now we you don't have to we're not carrying on to the finals. Yeah. The finals are the finals. But yeah, that's that's a great point. You got to move them on. I like that. Anyway, I just I mean, don't I don't giving, like the bracket. You're giving J-Rod a 12 
home run advantage against Pete Alonso in the second round. That's true. Well, if Alonso finishes his round, it's you know maybe a little bit different. But yeah, that's why you can't do this guy versus this guy. It's got to be the whole pool against each other. Yeah, it has to be. Which is also why I guess that's where you break it down. If you if you do what you say, where you say two and two, then it, then it is a versus. You know what I mean? Yeah, but it's not really a versus until the last until the finals. You're still four. I mean, well, but you, not if you're going to say there's only going to be one AL and one NL, like that that one where it's two AL guys left. That's a versus because there's only two. Oh well, yeah, yeah. So you can't carry it over it for just the you know what I mean. So that would make sense to not carry it over. Yeah. But if you're just doing four on four, then but you're still going to finish out your round because you would finish out that first round. The only one who it, wouldn't have to finish it is the last guy if he gets. If he gets in, as soon as he gets into the top two, he can move on. Yeah. Or the top four, or, you know what I mean, whatever. If you're not counting moving forward, if he only right. needs 10 to advance, he hits 10. Yeah. But either way, I want to see guys absolutely blast the ball 500 feet, or at least try. And Yeah, take your time, get your pitches, and just blow Yeah, because that, that would change Soto's night, or, or, yeah. or Schwarber, Schwarber big time. Hey, you got to get now. I think there is a, I think you put a time limit on it. Like, Hey, we've got within reason, you've got five minutes, Yeah. but you, you get 10 outs though. Yep. So don't just go up there hacking and swinging at bad pitches and making outs because you could last a minute. Yeah. You know, but you could last, you know, 15 if you're just crushing them all. Not getting well, outs. or yeah. You know or I mean? not just swinging at pitches. Pitch yeah, missing. exactly. Just if you're just picking out pitches and not, not getting outs, yeah, there has to be a time. Like, it's either five yeah, minutes or ten outs, whatever one yeah. comes first. Yeah, I agree with that. Anyway, what would you think of the All-Star game? Um, I'm trying to remember it. It wasn't <laughs> very memorable. Uh, I thought the uh, the Kershaw getting the good clean inning was nice. I thought it was nice that he got to be the starter in L.A. Mm-hmm. I'm, trying to, I'm trying to remember, like, some of the – Giancarlo Stan absolutely obliterated that baseball and uh, Buxton. So it was Giancarlo and, and Buxton who hit the home runs for the American League. Yeah. And uh, Buxton's turned out to be, this is going to be funny, turned out to be the game winner. Um, but <laughs> no. the fact that Giancarlo Stanton got the MVP over Buxton was hilarious to me. Well, he had a two run homer. Yeah. That's better than a solo homer. No, I get it. His can't I get be, it. but it's see? but it's hilarious because like the the memes that have been going around is like <laughs> you hit the home run that actually sealed the deal, and you're still losing the MVP, or you're still losing to the Yankees. <laughs> oh, okay. I think that's fair. I think it should have went to him. I think the two run homer is better. I don't think you can win a game in the fifth inning, so. That's my opinion on whether yeah. his is called a game-winning home run or not. <laughs> well, that wasn't the question. I know we had a big uh, we had a big discussion before we hit record that we're not going to get into because I don't think we got anywhere. Um, <laughs> but anyway, yeah. I but to be honest with you though, I I mean I just I just think that just doesn't matter. To yeah. me, the MVP was David Bednar. To me, yeah, to us. You know what I'm saying? And and uh, um, oh my gosh, what's his name? 
Mets closer that came from Seattle. Why am I drawing a blank? Because I am too. Mm-hmm. I'm like thinking the Indians guy, like Class A. No, the the um, he didn't pitch. He was warming up. He's the dude that he's he acted like he that he got uh, Stallings did a pop up and it ended up being a grand or ended up being a walk off homer or whatever. Diaz, Edwin Diaz. Oh. So they were telling him to go pitch, and he was like, "Nah, dude, I've been here before. Let Bednar throw." Oh, really? Yeah, that's that's the story. You anyway. know about that? He basically said, "This is his first one. Give him the ball." Which I was kind of thinking, like, that's interesting because I, <laughs> I kind of in my head thought that maybe Roberts was like, "Yeah, this dude mowed us down. He's throwing." Who is the uh, who is that guy? The pitcher they mic'd up was absolutely hysterical. Loved every For the second Yankees. of it. Was it the Yankees? Well, I mean, I I know they mic'd them up. I don't think it was. I know they mic'd Nestor, up Liam Hendricks. Nestor Cortez and... They didn't They didn't mic up Nestor Cortez. Yeah, they did. Not while he was pitching. Yeah, they did. Did they? Yeah, it was him and his catcher, and they were just talking. They were like, we're not even going to use signs. Like, what do you want to throw? And he was like, let's go fastball inside. <laughs> and then they were like talking to him, but like they were just chatting back and forth to each other. Blue Jays. It was the Blue Jays guy. Okay. And he was throwing to Kirk. Okay. Okay. So it's the same sort of thing. Same sort of thing, but it was absolutely like he asked John Smoltz at one point. He goes, "What do you want me to throw? We got we got him out too. What what do you want me to throw?" He's like, "Go back back foot slider." And he he hits the guy in the foot, and he goes, "Ah, that was a front foot slider. My bad." (laughs) (laughs) Dude, he was hilarious. I loved it. Yeah. So I saw a couple comments saying like, "Oh, talking to the players while they're playing the game is stupid," and. I think that's what the All-Star game is all about. Yeah. I also saw something about like the uniforms were terrible. Oh, they were awesome. Okay, so I have that's awesome that you said that. I actually think that like they're fine, but I also think that they should just be wearing their team uniform. This is a Nike thing. It's part of the whole deal. So I don't mind it. I thought the uniforms were fine. But I I do kind of just wish they were just wearing their own, you know what I'm saying? And maybe that's just so like the, you would like them to go back to the way they used to do it and wear the, the all-star jerseys for the home run derby. Cause they wear their regular uniforms for the home run derby now. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. And then they wore the all-star game jersey. I like it the way they're doing it. I like, I like the uniforms to look the same while they're playing the game. Okay. And so I think I, that's just I, different. I, I mean, really cool. here's the thing. It's, it's like I said, it's part of the Nike thing. It's the, City Connect and the and this kind of a thing like it's it's Nike saying this is what you're gonna do to you know what I mean, so that's fine. I you know it is what it is. I don't mind it. Uh, I do I do just kind of I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I think I think maybe ten years ago I probably would have thought like why don't they just wear those jerseys in the game, but sometimes their American and National League jerseys are so dumb. Yeah, that it makes it hard, but. I don't. I don't think that what they wear in the Derby has anything to do with what they wear in the All Star Game. I don't care what. Like they're completely two different things for me. Right. I see. What, I see what you're what saying. Though. I didn't do. realize they were wearing their actual uniforms. I saw Joe Musgrove during the Home Run Derby just wearing like a Padres We're, tank top, looking tank top. like he's so cool, right? <laughs> Joe. Joe, cool man. He's always yeah. cool. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. I. 
dude, we just had a, we have a ton of things going on here. The game was on. I didn't, I didn't sit and just watch it. So when you told me about the blue, I must have missed that inning. Yeah. Because I saw the Nestor one where they were talking to him and, and the catcher and that uh, Trevino. I saw that one. Yeah. Um, was it Hendricks? Hendricks was late. They, they, he was mic'd up. He was mic'd up too. He was man, good he, too. Yeah. He, well, he yelled out at uh, Julio, give me that ball. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good one too. Like, no, I loved the mic. I don't think they, I, I hope they don't really ever just do it, which I think they have a little bit. Don't do it in the regular season, like a regular season game. Mic them up all you want in the All Star game. Yeah, I love it. I think it's cool. Aaron Judge's mic wouldn't work, and they were making fun of him. That was funny. Yeah, I they just were talking think to Giancarlo like, and 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 Judge. And Judge is like, <laughs> yeah. The thing is, is like this is supposed to be a showcase. And this is supposed to be like, you should feel honored for being there, but like the win and the loss thing, like, it's just not a big deal. I'm so glad they pulled that out of the, the home field advantage thing. Like, I think they should, I don't, I don't think it should be in the middle of the season. No, I think it should be at the end of the year in Hawaii or something like that. (laughs) I get that. The problem is, is nobody like nobody watches like we've seen how it, as far as ratings and stuff like that, it's the best. But right you can't in the middle it to the Pro Bowl. But that's I thought that's what you were. I thought that's where no, you were going to go with that. No, but I'm saying like that's what the Pro Bowl has now. The NFL is a completely different game. Yeah, you can't do it that way. They play basically play flag, flag football, flag football, flag. Anyway, um, yeah. The, and they can't do that. It would benefit the NFL so much to have something like that in the middle of this. I would say it would benefit them. They don't need any benefit. No. As far as the fact that if you like the Pro Bowl, it would benefit the Pro Bowl to be in the middle of the season. But I think we've I think we've talked about this before too. And you can't do it. It's a first half MV. It's a first half All Star team. Like it's not no a, a, yeah All Star team for the year. Yeah, and but I you think you get that, credit for being an all star that year. Yeah, you're right, and maybe they and they should have more end of the year awards, which they've done. They've done the the uh, what they call it the 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 team where they basically did an all star team at the end of the year. Yeah, I just can't remember what it was called. Yeah, I can't remember either. But that's it, and that's what they need to do, and that just needs to be on the back of the baseball card. But. The all-star game like still needs to be what it is for like just for the fact of like uh, I don't want to say like popularity, but you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like it's marketed and it's it's a big deal. And it's right in the middle of the season and it kicks off that like end of because it's more than it's technically further than the middle, but we call it the middle. Felt like it was a little later this year. Well, I thought it was a little earlier this year. Oh, no, wait. It's always around my birthday. That's what I was going to say, but it was around it. It was literally. It was around it, but it's usually <laughs> it like. It was Friday to it. Monday. But it was, it's usually before it. Okay. That's fair. Either it wasn't way. Friday to Monday. We had, I mean, we got to start late. Yeah. Huh? Your birthday. We got to start late. That's what I said. Guys, I'm telling you, we, this is a late one tonight. Uh, Yeah. Your birthday was Friday. The All Star yeah. game was, well, Monday was the home run derby. With Monday the and highlight. Tuesday. 
yeah, but the, what I'm saying is we literally but regular season games were being played on the Sunday. There's usually not regular season games being played on my birthday. I got you. Okay. That's usually during the break. Okay. So anyway. But it just fell different this year. So anyway. It it it's like the greatest kickoff to like down the stretch. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It, the second it is, half runs. Yeah, like it is good in that way. It's like all star game, trade deadline, and then it's mm-hmm. and then it's the race. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now, for Pirate fans, if you're not paying attention to the rest of baseball, well, that part of the season's like, yeah, I think we're done, dude. Mm-hmm. When's football start? You know what I mean? And then that's the way a lot of the fans are. Yeah. But I don't know, man. I I still like it. I, I didn't watch it as much as I would have liked to this year. Um, you got a few things going on right now. Yeah, we got a few things going on. So it, it just was, it, it's just chaos. There's boxes everywhere. <laughs> there's boxes everywhere but anyway enough about that enough about the all-star break it's done we're not going to bring it up again there is the trade deadline coming up next we say we take a break and talk about the all all of that stuff that good that's good all right let's do it Thanks for listening to the Bridge to Bucktober podcast. Check us out on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Bridge the Number Two Bucktober. Audio podcast available on your favorite podcast platform. Video podcast available on YouTube. Follow us on the socials and subscribe to the podcast. If you're on Apple Podcasts, take a couple minutes for a review. We'll be right back. Swearingen Bat Company is Ohio's premier wood bat company, specializing in custom wood bats to meet any need from T-ball to senior league. Check out their website at SwearingenBaseball.com. Link is in the show notes. Twitter and Instagram at SwearingenBats. You can also find them on Facebook. Swearingen Bat Company, that's SwearingenBaseball.com. Let them know you heard it here. And we're back. Bridge to Bucktober podcast. All that good stuff. All-Star break's over. Our, our, our break here on the podcast is over. And then we break out of the break and Dan Vogelback's going to the Mets. Yep. Right out of the gate, man. Not even waiting. August 2nd is the deadline this year because that was part of this thing. I don't know. Weird. Yeah. Anyway, this is a really kind of back and forth topic. It sure is. I I know this weekend I was talking about with some guys and they all like him. I I think he, he was not good. (laughs) <laughs> and then takes a drink of his Mountain Dew like a <laughs> mic drop. Um, here's what I will say. Here's what I will say. Uh, before the season started, we had Gary Morgan on the, on the podcast, and we talked about the Dan Vogelback signing. You remember this? I do. All right. I'm going to play a clip right now from that episode that is going to be the end-all be-all on whether or not this whole thing was even worth it. Here we go. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> There's no doubt about that. I, yeah, I, I, let's call it right now. Terrible signing if he doesn't have a river ball. Wait, should. that's it. <laughs> You're totally right. I, that didn't start at the beginning, it did it? It didn't start at the beginning. Uh, nope, sure didn't. I got this, though. It, it, this is a late one. <laughs> <laughs> We're chalking everything up to that. We got it now. Let's start it over. Yeah, which yeah, I feel got like. a good shot at a river ball this year. Yeah. That's oh, it. absolutely. <laughs> There's no doubt about that. 
I, I, yes. I, Let's call it right now. Terrible signing if he doesn't have a rubber ball because he should. That's it. You're totally right. That's it. That's how. That's how we'll judge it. Since that's how we'll, him hot. if he ends up with four home runs and hits 189 and we cut him loose in the middle of the year. If he hit one in the river, we'll be like that was worth it. Yeah. There you go. Worth a shot. If he doesn't, it wasn't worth it. <laughs> Jake, did he hit one in the river? He did not. Bust. Bust. The whole signing was terrible. Except now there's a caveat. If Colin Holderman ends up being anything for the Pirates, all of a sudden it became worth it. Mm-hmm. So we're a little bit on a different side here. I'm, I'm still not a big fan. Daniel Vogelbach hitting leadoff, I had a serious problem with. Daniel Vogelbach hitting four or five, I did not. He outplayed himself this year. It was, when, when you think about whether or not something is worth it, he played 75 games for the Pirates, and he out-hit his performance from last year where he played 93. That's fine, and I get that. So, well, all I'm saying is, like, he, he, he even overachieved compared to... We said he wasn't going to be 2019 Vogelback. Yeah. The juice ball, the whole deal. He played 130 games that year. He had... A, a more of a you know a chance and i think the pirates were able to give him a chance and he showed that when he has a chance there were times this season where he was the only guy hitting i agree with that but we have a team full of guys who aren't hitting a hundred percent and I, I just at some point i gotta stop giving credit to mediocrity mm. Like he's batting 228. That's not that's not good. If you're batting 228, you better have 20 plus home runs, not 12. Hmm. So 75 games. He was on pace. If he would have played 130 games, he would have been at like 21 homers. So still not 30 homer guy, and that's mm -hmm. 130 games. He missed some. You know, I don't know what it takes to get to 130 compared to where we are. I mean, we 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 don't even have 70 games. We he couldn't have played 130, so the no. guy wasn't even going to hit 20 home runs. No, he was batting 228. Two, we'll just say 230. We'll give him two more points. Maybe you know, go on a run. His on base was at 338, which matters when you start talking about that. If if your average is low, if the on base is high, then you can deal with the low average. If you've got high on base, if you make up for it with on base. It's still a thing, and I, I understand what you're saying, but if the home runs are there and the on-base is there, I can but deal my, with it. My problem is, my, my problem with this is, uh, if your on-base is there, that's that's great. It is. It really is. That's a, a Kudos to you, your on-base is there. But your average would might be a little bit higher if you quit worrying about your on-base percentage and hit the fastball early in the account. Quit watching it. Oh, I don't have a strike yet. I'm not. I'm not hitting that. Why? I would rather see you hit a missile and get out because you're trying, you're trying to do something than to get end up with a three, two count. And who knows what will happen. Now, if you say strikeout, I agree. But if you say walk, no, I'd rather you walk than hit a missile for an out. But not if you're just taking that fastball down the middle that you can do damage with. Well, my I big want damage. I want a guy like that to go up there and do damage. If you can run, 
I want your on-base percentage. <laughs> if you can't, quit clogging up my bases yeah. and do damage on the fastballs. That's true, too. I don't care about Danny Vogelback's on-base percentage. I don't. Well, I I care about I him. Can't hitting. say that. I for anyone being on base is better than not being on base. I get it. That's and that's fair. And you can you can blast me on this if you want. But if 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 I'm I'm not buying Daniel Vogelback to get on base. I'm buying Danny Vogelback to drive me in runs and hit the ball over the fence. I will settle with a 250 batting average because you're actually swinging at the fastballs and doing some damage on those fastballs than 228 with a 338 on base and not doing a lot of damage. I'm sorry. A lot of people don't look at RBIs anymore. I still think on RBIs is a is an important statistic. And I know it's a it depends on whether guys are on base. Yeah. I get that. I get that side of it. But if there's nobody on base, still can drive in one. Uh, yeah, but that's not going to add up real quick. Hunt. No, it's no. I, and I agree with you. I think the I think the bigger problem I have with with Vogelback was watching the fastball with two strikes. Yeah, that's a bigger problem I have. I don't mind. Now, if you have a guy out there who you know is going to throw the ball over the plate early, then yeah, um, go in tack mode right away. Be aggressive and go out there. I think there is something to, uh, you know, if he's looking for the fastball in and he throws the fastball in the outside corner, you take. If you're looking for something specific. The problem is, is I never saw what he was looking for. Right. You because couldn't tell. You couldn't tell. Because he... A, a good approach, I, I get it. If a guy's wild, you want to try to work him early in the game. You want to try to see more pitches, get an idea of what they look like. I get that too. All of those things make sense to me when you're talking about just not going out there and swinging at every fastball you get. And I know that you didn't mean you know like that, but I I just think it wasn't all that bad. It wasn't it wasn't Yoshi at the plate. No, absolutely not. And I don't think it was all like terrible i just don't think it was that great and uh, and it to me it shows it because we got a 26 year old pitcher relief pitcher out of it like nah but that's not a bad thing it's not it's i am actually a bad thing but it's like so so when but let's go ahead into that thing colin holderman is the guy coming back he's a 26 year old rookie which i think is the bigger deal right when you say relief 26 year old relief pitcher that doesn't really say much it's a 26-year-old rookie relief pitcher who, prior to the pandemic, didn't really have much. Afterwards, the numbers look a little better. And he could be another Quinn Priester, another one of those guys that benefited from the time off rather than... I mean, I think, I think, it, hit, I think it hurt pitchers more than... It, I'm sorry. I think it hurt hitters more than it hurt pitchers. Sure. Losing that season. But looking at his numbers after... Uh, where am I at? Right here. The ERA is before. So 2019 still with three teams was a 353. So, I mean, I don't, I don't have a problem with that. That's good. Went from low A to high A and and back to low A. Is that? Oh, just A. Low A, A, and high A. Because remember, they had all kinds of them. Right. And he had success in some and not in others. 55 innings in the in, in A ball was a 458 ERA. 
which is the most he got. The rest of the stuff was not much else. So, oh wait, 409. 409 ERA. That was ERA runs against nine, it, whatever. And then 2021, he only pitched 24 innings. So it's kind of hard to really get a vibe on that. It was a 338 and the numbers look good, but he barely threw. And then this year, the same sort of thing. He's only thrown 14 innings in AAA and 17 innings at the majors, 251 in AAA and a 204 at the major league level. The guy is fine. Like he's a good, he looks like a good reliever. He can ramp it up. He's already spent some time as a closer, I thought. But then again, I don't really see a whole lot of saves. Only 13, uh, 11. Two of those are in college because I'm on baseball reference and they show you all of it. But anyway, I'm actually like, yeah, I think this is okay. I'm surprised we got somebody that actually has a little bit of value. Mm Mm-hmm. So you say we get a reliever, but like this guy has an opportunity to actually be in the bullpen this year. Yeah. Which is I better just, than saying we took a waiver on an 18 yeah. year old guy outside of their top 30. Yeah. Or just like cash or something, which is what we got for Michael Perez, which is fine. I mean, we, right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can't he was designated for assignment. That. You know what I mean? Right. That, that just a quick sidebar. Every time you take a drink out of that water, I just think of Neil Walker. Neil Walker? Yeah, because oh, there's an 18 on it. Because there's an 18 on it. <laughs> and it's still Neil Walker to you. Yeah, absolutely. I dig it. Uh, okay, so you had that one. I'll give you two points. You, had, you came to the table with a little more than I did. So the points don't mean anything. You don't win anything. They don't, I don't get anything. No, they don't count. It's Great. like uh, whose line is glad, anyway? to win, glad to win this game. <laughs> it's like whose line is it anyway? Where the points don't matter and nobody wins or something like that. I forget yeah. what it is. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Dan Vogelback. See you later. And you're and you're just out on it. I know a lot of people miss him. I do. I I am gonna miss like uh, or not miss, but like I do think there was a lot of value in in his, uh, in the way that he was in the dugout. Yeah. I can't tell you how many times he hit and then as he's coming off the field, he'll stop the guy and be like, hey, he does this, he does this, he does this. He said, tell him something before he goes up to bat. And that goes a long way. Yeah. And and you hear nothing but good things about, a lot of times you're not going to hear the bad things, but you hear nothing but sure. good things about the way he was in the clubhouse, the way he was in the dugout. He yeah. was always paying attention. He was always kind of, studying what was going on each game yeah uh you know that stuff definitely he was he was good and so by no means do i think the dan daniel vogelback was all trash like that's not what i'm saying yeah i didn't i i'm, I'm with you i didn't like the leadoff thing in the middle of the lineup he was a little better but just overall he's he's mediocre and yeah it, it is kind of hard because what you're saying is that just because somebody's better than what you have there right now mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily make them good. Right. And I say that with caution because I do think we have good players, but they're not playing well. No. Or they're young and they're still getting their feet wet and, you know, things like that. Vogelback was not going to be a long-term option here. 
And I guess he, the one thing is that in order to get a return the, like we did, and I'm not saying this is like a great return. I think there's potential there. There's a lot of mm-hmm. control um, because he's just now a rookie. And so, you know, th- there's, there's a possibility there that is fine. That could be something. I mean, our bullpen has been really bad. I'll mm-hmm. take all the help we can get. Absolutely. But also... Um, uh, man, I'm really, uh, I'm really struggling to find my point here. Vogelback had like, he's not just gone. He had like an option. So you're not, you're not selling in this trade the rest of this season, but technically you're not even selling the rest of next season because he's still after that season will be arbitration eligible. So this guy actually has two more years of control after this year which I think adds to his value. Sure. He is the one guy that probably gets us maybe the, when you think of it that way, he could have had a possibility to get us the best return, which brings us to our next guy. Cause this is the talk now. Do you, or do you not? And I mean this for you, if you're the GM, mm-hmm. do you, or do you not trade Jose Quintana? Absolutely. And that's based on, Go ahead. For me, for me, it's a no-brainer. You don't, you don't have him already locked up for next year. Maybe, maybe you talk to him about, you know, coming back next year. And if you, if you talk him about, talk to him about that, then no, you don't trade him. But for me, he's hot right now. You don't know what he's going to come back with next year. Yeah, because he's been up and down. So I'm not, I'm not ready to say, hey, let's get this guy an extension. Let's do this. You have no idea. And um, what makes you think that Jose Quintana wants to sign an extension to go through another year like this if he thinks that that's what they could go through? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. What's he Absolutely. signing up for? And I I just don't think he has an opportunity. I think that if the if it was set up to say, I think we're going to be good next year. Right. And if, if the front mm-hmm. office is saying we're going to be good next year, if that's what they're saying and they're selling that to Quintana, there is absolutely zero bad blood in dealing him right now. And if anyone thinks otherwise, that's just not how this works. You right. absolutely can trade a guy to make your team better right now. Give him an opportunity to pitch in the postseason, which you know they all those players want and say to that player, hey, this is happening. Guaranteed we're going to talk at the end of this year. We'll be pursuing you. Now, you're not going to try to talk him into signing back. You can't do that. And if he has a great year and pitches well in the postseason, you better pony up with some money. He's not coming back if you don't compete in free agency. But it's not like he's going to say, not going to sign with you. You traded me. He's not going to do that. No, especially because you're going to have no, especially because you're going to have to come back with a two or three year deal Mm -hmm. and you're going to have to pay him just like you did Francisco Liriano. And if I was, if I was the, if I was the pirates GM, I'd be, I'd be jumping on this like tomorrow. Yeah. Well, you, because he just came back off the all-star break, had a really good start. You don't have much time other than tomorrow. I mean, he gets one more opportunity to start. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And those teams that are going to pursue him, 
they don't want him to start that game for Pittsburgh. No. You know what I mean? So they're motivated to say that needs to be his last start for you. Yeah. They're not going to want, it's not like, Hey, I want him, I want him to show me one more time. He's good before I get rid of this prospect. No, Mm -mm. no, you want him, you get rid of the prospect if you need the player. And I think there's enough out, enough teams out there that need rotation help that we can I, – I think that we can get a better return than what we got for Vogelback, even though Vogelback had all the know, control. some controllability. Yeah. yeah. I, I think that makes sense. I think, um, I think he should because as much as Quintana has shown struggle, he's also shown that he can be a legitimate uh, major league pitcher. You know that he has the experience to make it happen. I could see a team like the White Sox coming in. They they have got a His history. Yeah, they've got a history. I could see yeah. that being a thing. Um, but there's there's obviously he's pitched really well in Chicago too. For the White Sox, yeah, struggled a little bit, a bit for the Cubs, but but yeah, that's the thing. I I I I think that there's definitely a team out there. It is a uh, it is a rental. And I, sure. and I just teams, the way that they view these things, they hold on to their prospects. I think you may be able to get a better player by going after someone who's maybe blocked. You know what I mean? Like this is one of those things that we've you know talked about before. Hey, you've got a guy right now. He's a good player. He's not going to play because you've got this other guy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I don't know. Maybe there's something there. Maybe you can get somebody. Yeah. Or, I, you, or bench or somebody who's like a bench player for a team right now. Yeah. It what what's hard for me is knowing where to go. I mean, unless you have uh, I mean, we've got so many outfielders. It doesn't hurt to have more, but you've got so many. Mm-hmm. You know, Reynolds still needs to come back. You, you all of that is in the mix. There's a lot of players that are looking for playing time in Pittsburgh. Quintana's, I mean, you're going to want pitching back for him. Maybe yeah, catch, absolutely. maybe catchers. If you can get a catcher, <laughs> nobody's going to give up a catcher, but if you could get a catcher, oh, that'd be great. I have no problem. I don't really have a problem with our catching situation right now. Now that Michael Perez is out of the picture, I don't, I don't mind Heineman and I, I like delay. Not that they're, going to be making any all-star game appearances anytime soon, but I mean, I'm buying time right now waiting for Henry Davis. I got you. So I'm both a, I'm, of I'm them. I'm okay with what we have. Yeah. We have two backup catchers right now. We do. Absolutely. So, right. That's, that's basically what you're looking at. I, I, I don't and hate you're not it. Gonna, and you're not going to get a starting catcher. Cause if you're in the, if you're in the race, you're, you're not giving up your starting catcher. No, but if you have, if you have a starting catcher, and you've got a guy in AAA who could be a starting catcher. Maybe not saying. even this yeah, year, right. maybe next year. Uh, all I'm saying is maybe you get what you can. You get the best you can get. Catching is a place that if he's playing in AAA right now and you think he could play there, I mean, bring it on. You know what I mean? Yeah. And 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 see what he's got. And if he ends up being a phenomenal catcher, we got a DH now. You, you know, that can't be spoken enough that one of these guys is going to work out. One of these guys is not. It's the same thing with the shortstop position and O'Neill Cruz. 
Like eventually, we don't have to think about a position that Cruz can play if he can just DH. Yeah. Granted, you got to hit better than 208. Right. <laughs> but that'll come. The thing about Cruz, quickly, is he, if he's going to figure this out, he's got to figure it out here. He can't be a send oh, back yeah. guy. No. At some point, maybe if he goes on an 0 and 28, like we talked about the Sawinski piece, like if he gets that to that point, let's not let him struggle in front of everyone. Other than that, he needs to do it right here. Uh, speaking of Jack Jack, he had a couple Jacks today. Did he really? They're today. I missed that. Awesome. Not like he's doing well down there, but yeah. Let's see, three games. He's batting 231 with two homers and a double. Okay. It's three for 13. Yeah. Well, he's getting out of the slump. Yep. Well, I mean, seven Ks and well, but that's that's been part of well, that's been part of the slump though. Yeah. Come out of it. Then I don't care what oh, he did the first. Yeah. I thought you were saying he's coming out of it. Well, I mean, he had two home runs. Yeah. If he was zero for seven in his first seven at bats, and then now all of a sudden he's three for his next seven. Three, three for, for his, his next, next seven six. with or six with two home runs and a double, then it looks like he's coming out of it. You know, that's all I'm yeah. saying. Yeah. Let's let's watch him come out of it. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, Reynolds should be back soon. They're saying. Is that a showcase at all? Any shot that he gets dealt? No, I don't think so. I don't think so either. If they would ever, they've got him next year. Technically, I think a year after that because of just the arbitration piece. Or I don't remember. Who cares? The thing is that you certainly aren't going to trade him on a down year. Right. And even though we've seen that he's fine, his numbers are still there and teams are going to use that. So no, he's not going anywhere. He could never go anywhere right now. His value is not at the highest it can be. Right. He's not a free agent until 2026. Right. There's no absolutely no reason to sell when he's low. And you right. know the other teams will use that to their advantage. So there's absolutely no way they trade him now because his value is not as high as it can be. They'd rather right. wait till he comes back and do it in the offseason or the year after that if they can't sign the long-term deal, which is the plan. So, no, not buying that he's going anywhere. Ben Gamble, I mean, who else is on that list? We've talked about this before. Who's gone? Who's gone before me and you talk again? We talk again next Sunday, just a couple of days away. Just a couple of days away from the deadline. Yeah. Listen, is Quintana Bednar, play for the Pirates in in at that time? Uh no, I don't. I, he's I don't he's gone so. this week. You think? Yeah. Okay. What do you got here? I think Bednar Reynolds are not going anywhere. Or Hayes. Uh, they've 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 or Hayes. Yeah, obviously Hayes. But Sherrington's already shut down trades for both those guys already this year, and he'll continue um, to do so. And they will, and he will continue unless somebody comes back and just overpays like crazy. Then, then you you almost have to listen. If it's going to be a big deal, you have to listen and you have to entertain it. But for the most part, they're not going to get that deal. They're definitely not getting that offer for Reynolds this year, which makes definitely me not. say, who has a better chance, Bednar? But I'm mm-hmm. sorry, it's not going to happen. It's not. I would be so surprised. Who yeah. who is the harder one to trade? As far as like to see go. Yeah, or you're gonna lose more fans by trading Bednar than you are Reynolds. 
especially yeah. considering most of those same fans already consider Reynolds gone. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> you can't but trade, I, but but Bednar has a better. It's it's a catch twenty two because he definitely has a better chance of being traded. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, it's wild. Anyone else that you see? I mean, how about Ben Gamble? Does he play for the Pirates when we talk next week? I think he still does, but I, I, I do they miss an opportunity here? It wouldn't surprise me to tra- if they traded him this week. Yeah, I mean, is there? I mean, somebody's going to say, "What are you going to get for him?" Right, you're going to get. <laughs> I don't even know cash. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, he's he's got value, but it's not much. Yeah. Same with Newman. I, I think Newman's got a good shot to get traded too, but I just don't know what you're going to get for him. I think I'd be surprised if Newman goes anywhere. I think a, a guy like that, that's an off-season type of trade. Is that even an option at this point? Yeah, he's not a free agent yet. He's still got time. I mean, I think that's you know, maybe the only value. I mean, I just can't I, I can't believe that that we're staring at the fact that Josh Van Meter could possibly be a pirate this entire year. Yeah, he's not a free agent until 2025. I didn't realize that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. 2019 was his rookie year. No. Yeah. Yeah. Seated rookie limits during 2019 yeah. season. Yeah. Oh, man. I didn't realize that at all. Yeah, man. He's not. Anyway. Yeah, anyway. All right, man. Um, you know who would be an interesting one would be uh, Mitch Keller. Whoa. He's had his ups and downs, but he, he's really been showing some good signs lately. I just don't I, – I don't think there would be a suitor out there. I don't, and I'm not saying that it's like something that's likely to happen, but it's interesting to think about. Some hmm. Pirate fans might be out there going, oh, please, please, please. <laughs> but he's been he's been throwing well. Again, not getting overly excited about it because we know. Yeah, but, uh, well, but looking back, not forward, he has definitely shown. I will give you one thing right here. The one thing that he's changed this year, in my opinion, is the fact that he has learned and put into practice the things that he's learned. Mm -hmm. Far more than what we've seen in the past. I feel like I'm throwing good. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> that was our gripe with this guy. Yeah. I feel like they're good and they're getting hit. And it's like, dude, you got to figure this out. <laughs> like you're the one that yeah. has to figure. And this year it's been like, when I do this, this happens. I, I'm, I'm hitting my spots and they're hitting it. We need to do figure out something. Right. And, and then all of a sudden it was like, this is what's going wrong. And he puts it into practice. And he was real heavy with like the sinker and the two seam in that. And then he pulled back after it started getting hit. And then he went back to it. And then he's mm-hmm. really adjusting. His his deal today was, I think I'm throwing my slider too hard. So I'm going to slow the slider down a little bit. And it was so effective early. And it's yeah. like he's definitely learning how to move in and out of things and and learning how to pitch, which bodes well for the future. Yeah. If he continues to do this, if he right. continues to do stuff like that, you're looking at a number two, number three guy. Yeah. But he's got to keep doing it. 
And there's always going to be that sitting there in the back of our heads until he can do this for an extended period of time. Yeah. But it's a good call out. I, I, I just, yeah, I don't see him being moved Mm-mm. because of that. I just don't see him being moved, but, and I don't think that anybody else gets moved. Like, I don't think that we trade from our, from our farm to, to build up right now. Not yet. It's just, I don't think it's there. I think next year we see some of that. Maybe, maybe this off season, I, I have a hard time. Like, uh, maybe we shouldn't get into that. Maybe we shouldn't get into that. Let's talk about this deadline. Let's stop there. We're all, we just hit the hour mark. So let's, let's wrap it up with that. In saying, Reynolds will still be here next week. Bednar will still be here. Quintana's probably not going to be. And and I think that is, I'm with you. I, I didn't actually answer that myself. I think it is the right thing to do. He's not going to play for the Pirates next year. Not currently. Like right now, right. when you look at it right, right. now, he's not going to play for us next year. I understand what that means. I understand that Bryce Wilson comes up and he throws for the rest of the year. I understand uh, that. Does he? I mean... At some point, Ronzi's got to get back on the mound. Ronzi will get back on the mound. You're right, but but it's still like you're you're going to see Bryce Wilson. You're going to see mm-hmm. maybe Miguel Yohore gets a few more. I you know I don't know, but there's I mean Ronzi was in this rotation with all those guys. So right now we have a we have a spot we're still waiting on too. Yeah. So there's more to be done. There's more pitchers to, to pitch. Bryce Wilson will have to be there, which is another reason why we're starting to really doubt the 70 win mark. Well, I mean, Bryce Wilson's thrown really well the last few times he's thrown. So. He has, but I'm just saying, yeah. when you start getting thinner, you you know, in general, no matter who it is, when you start sure. getting thinner, you start getting worried. Mm-hmm. You start th- worrying about when it's going to be another long line of, of losses. We had an opportunity to beat Alcantara today, and we missed out on it. Yeah. We should have won that game. And this team, until they can figure out how to win those games, when you have Yoshi bailing you out in the ninth inning, you know it's bad. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. You can't let that You can't let that kind of stuff happen. Things looked good. Things looked good. When Yoshi has to get a two-run RBI or two, two RBI hit in the ninth inning, you can't leave the game up to that guy. <laughs> I know he came through, yeah. but everybody was surprised. Mm-hmm. I was. He's untradeable. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I just don't know. I mean, how long? He's here. We're not getting rid of him. Mm-mm. Who? How? Right. There's <laughs> nobody to. I, I want him to be gone. I don't. I, that's a, it's a rude thing for me to say, because I don't want that. You know what I mean? Like. You know how I am. Yeah. It, the guy's grinding. I know that. Mm-hmm. I'm so tired of watching him play baseball. <laughs> so as a fan, like it just, it bothers me. But for who? We've already seen what they're going and not going to do. Right. And Mason Martin hasn't flipped it around. He's not knocking on any doors. No. So a shame because he was yep did we dodge one by not bringing him up or did we possibly ruin it by not bringing him up you know what i mean no one will ever know the answer yeah. to that question probably mm-hmm. the probably the, the the former we probably dodged one 
the strikeouts are still there. They would have been amplified yeah. at the at the big league level. However, and, and the problem is, is the power hasn't stayed. Hasn't stayed. Right. And we don't have a lineup right now to say it's okay to have a guy who hits 220 that can hit the ball over the fence. Right. We just don't have that lineup right now. So he just gets buried. You know what I'm saying? It, it's the, it, yeah. Anyway, I, I'm done. This has been a wild, uh, a wild time for, for me and for this week. And, and, and it's, it's not really slowing down for at least a few more weeks. Um, but either way, Brian Reynolds says he's going to be back for the Cubs series. We'll see if he's back tomorrow. Uh, it's possible he is. We got the Cubs Monday and Tuesday. They got the re- they got Wednesday off, and then it's the Phillies for four at PNC Park. I was planning on being at one of these Phillies games, but with everything right now, I, I just don't I don't see it happening. Um, it just it just probably isn't going to happen. So, uh, yeah, that's it. Six games, finish out this month. Um, not the deadline, though. 31st isn't the deadline. They'll have Monday off to make a move after that. So, And then we'll see where it goes. But uh, I guess I guess we could probably make a, what do you say, split against the Cubs, two-game series, night game, day game kind of a thing. You want to split against the That's Phillies? I, Philly, I mean, Phillies are going to be fighting at this point. The fighting yeah. Phils split at home. Four game series. We, this is how we do. We do splits when they're when they're splits, doing yeah. even numbers. You know what I mean? It's hard not to. Yeah, it's hard to win. It's it's just tough. I mean, you take your first two games or whatever in a three game series. You got the series already. Next year, I'll start saying let's start winning more. Uh, you know, more of these little two game sets against teams like the Cubs. But right now, we are teams like the Cubs. Yeah. So. Yep. Uh, boy. Back-to-back weeks. We got to come with some good stuff next week, okay? <laughs> we just we got to come with some good stuff next week. Whoever they get yeah. for Quintana, we have to be excited about. Yeah. You know what I mean? That That's just going to – that's the truth of it. So. All right. Well, that is uh, – that's our week. That's our episode this week. Danny Vogie. See you later, buddy. It's been real. Michael Perez, three homers in a game. That was fun. Yep. See you later. Um, Quintana, it's been fun, actually, watching this unfold. Yeah. Go Always win a, fun watching a resurgence. Go win a postseason game. Yep. Assuming that's going to happen this week. If not, I mean, I'm here for it. I'll watch him pitch. Absolutely. But I don't think it's going to happen. I think he's gone. Yeah. Got anything else? Ooh, As I'm, I'm cranking good, the jams? Yeah. Let's go, Bucks. Let's go, Bucks. Thanks for listening to my dad and Uncle Jake on the Bridge to Bucktober podcast. Follow them on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Bridge the Number Two Bucktober. Don't forget to subscribe so you know when new episodes are released. Clear the deck, cannonball coming, and let's go, Bucks! <laughs>